0: This is a show that brings to the forefront newsmakers, entertainers, and those making a difference in our lives and in our world. Each week is a new adventure with topics ranging from the most serious and cutting edge to the most lighthearted and entertaining.
1: This is Taking Care of Business with Richard Solomon.
0: Greetings everyone, Richard Solomon, Taking Care of Business. Once again, we're going to be talking about Disney World in Florida, and no better person than Eric Paul to, to kind of continue on that journey. In fact, just the other day, I was on Facebook, and someone said, hey, who does Disney planning? And I said, hey, I, I happen to know someone. So I actually uh, sent a link of a prior show, but we're going to go in a little bit more in-depth. Today, we're going to talk about the Magic Kingdom, because it's really, I guess, in many ways, the premier Disney property. Is, is it also the, the first and oldest?
1: Definitely, and, you know, a lot of people, when they... Uh, well, first, thanks for having me back, Richard. It's always a pleasure to do this. Love having do you, this.
0: and it is the happiest place on earth other than WCW. Play. That's true. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, but a lot of times when I talk to clients, they'll always say to me, when they're trying to... When, when they really are trying to refer to the Magic Kingdom, they'll just call it Disney. So I'll say, you know, which parks do you want to do? And they say, well, we definitely want to do Disney. And I'm like, well, Disney's four parks and two water parks and all this other stuff, but, you know, they really are referring to uh, the Magic Kingdom, which is definitely, you know, the main focal point for most people, when they're when they're traveling down there,
0: all right. So let so let's talk about what what does the Magic Kingdom offer? You know, as far as I mean, it's got like everything. I mean, it, one you know, having just been there, um, you know, the, there's these you know the Bippity poppity Boutique. I mean, these like, little hidden things. That you eat. there's the rides, there's food. Let's just what's the overview, and then sort of like, let's let's talk about in terms of seasons, because they have like, you know, it's it's a very beautiful place. Absolutely. And you wouldn't, you know, it's funny, if you asked me before you go to a place like Disney World, would you say that it would be beautiful? now you think of like rides and entertainment and music and maybe tie-ins to television and movies and things like that and characters that you know, um, but it's actually a very well-groomed Beautiful place.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Disney is, is, is really amazing in general. Their their upkeep and the way that they do everything. My family, we, are, we actually moved down to South Florida uh, a little less than two years ago. And last September, um, uh, there was a hurricane that was coming to South Florida. And we were told by many neighbors, you got to go to Orlando during a hurricane because they're well suited. So we went to Disney and I got to tell you, uh, which we could do a whole show on how Amazing It was just to be in Disney World, not just in the parks, but in the prop in the different hotels and all the different locations while a hurricane was going on. But the fact that this hurricane was there pretty much uh, most of the day Sunday and half a day Monday, and they reopened the park by Tuesday. And, you know, there was definitely damage. You know, you, I mean, you could see it from the hotels with trees and other types of landscaping, but you walked in that park on Tuesday and it didn't look like anything was going on there. It was tip top shape. They must have had people working there from the second they could until the minute the park opened. I mean, it's really an amazing place just as far as upkeep and, I mean, literally everything around you. they everything is is specifically placed for a reason and if you really take the time to look you can you can kind of see that but uh they they really do an amazing job and you know whoever uh i don't know who's in charge of that but it's it's truly uh definitely a thankless job um and uh it's it is you're you're correct it's a it's a beautiful place and uh you know it's it's really it's really amazing when you look around
0: so let's talk about the seasons um, I noticed, like, like in Epcot, even though we're talking about a different park, mm. there's all these beautiful flowers that they have, like a flower festival, I guess. And yep. you know, so in Disney, like, how does it work? Let's let's kind of go through the year. Uh, I assume they have things for New Year's. I, I assume going forward. Yeah. So
1: and- specifically, Magic Kingdom, their their big things are in the fall and the end of the year, they have um, what's called Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which is that the whole park transforms into this humongous Halloween party with all types of events and parades and characters that normally aren't there, and they hand out candy, and it's it's really, really amazing. And then as soon as Halloween's done, they start with what's called uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And that's very grandiose and everything you could expect from the minute you walk into that park with everything decorated for the holidays at night. It's, it's really, really magical. Um, I mean, we, we send a lot of people down there specifically for those things, but you're right. I mean, different parts of the year, you referred to the, it, what's, what's called the Epcot flower and garden festival, which basically goes on in the spring. It just ended, um, uh, back like a Memorial day weekend. And then, uh, uh Epcot towards, you know, basically mid-August till mid to end of November will do their international uh, food and wine show which is really really amazing and probably one of the most popular events in all of Disney throughout the year um, but yeah and then I mean Christmas there is, is is incredible New Year's is definitely great they do special fireworks and other types of things you'll hear me refer to this a lot when we when we're talking about Disney and I tell this a lot to clients they have really given you many, many reasons now to have to go to every single park. (laughs) It's no longer, oh, my kids are this age or they're only this height or they only like these characters. Every show, every park now has has a nighttime show or a firework uh, all the parks are pretty much open, you know, late, you, you know, Animal Kingdom and, and Hollywood Studios used to close, you know, six, seven o'clock. Now they're open till ten thirty, eleven, depending on the time of the year. But it's very, very hard now to say, you know, we are only going to go to Magic Kingdom or just going to go to two parks because, you know, as I said, they're just opening new stuff. They're they're building more rides. They're just doing a lot of great things and they're giving you different reasons to go to different parks. Um, you know, the magic kingdom obviously probably has the most to do. It's, it's, it's definitely got the most attractions, um, Epcot, you know, they they added some really nice rides. It's got everything with the countries. Um, Hollywood Studios has Toy Story Land, which is, which is the newest part of all of Disney that's going to open at the end of June. And that's where all the Star Wars stuff is. So anyone that likes Star Wars, they think they have to go to Hollywood Studios. And then Animal Kingdom is where they opened uh, Pandora, which is based on the Avatar movies. Um, and even they have an unbelievable nighttime show now. So there there's really, I mean, we could spend a lot of time just, going through each park um, but Disney again we I'll may just, yeah. <laughs> but Disney's done a very very good job of making you want to go to every park and, and, and making you want to come back after you do it
0: alright so let's circle back to the Magic Kingdom so the iconic symbol of course is the castle mm-hmm. and and You know, so let's talk about sort of, you know, first rope and the opening ceremony. Talk about that, because that's kind of really... Yeah,
1: and you know, they actually changed it. It used to be they had, um, you know, they would let everyone through the turnstiles, and right right as you walk through the turnstiles, before you actually walk into the park, there's a a train station that's kind of right above, and you used to have to just crowd around there, and this train would come by, and there would always be a family that was like the honorary family and a conductor, and Mickey and a couple of the characters would come off, and they would basically do this ceremonial opening of the park. But Disney got smarter, and I want to say about a year ago, they now let you into the park basically up Main Street USA which is of course where all the shops are um, so that you can get into the park as as much as 45 minutes to an hour early depending on when they decide to open the park this way you could do some shopping you could take pictures in front of the castle and then about 5 minutes before the park opens they do this show called Let the Magic Begin which is a stage show right in front of Cinderella's castle and uh, it's, it's you know it's a similar theme to what they were doing with the train but it's now they have you know a lot more characters and you know it's, it's just a bigger space and it accommodates a lot more people. And again, it allows them to just uh, attract more revenue because you can't do anything other than shop or eat for the <laughs> that first hour until the park opens.
0: So let's talk about the photography because I noticed that if you have something called a photo pass, mm-hmm. they give you um, the opportunity to have professional photographers who wear a little vests that say, I think, Nikon or you know, whatever it is. And, um, and they're like the gray kind of... Um, Professional photographer and they have really good good cameras and equipment and I think you just kind of tap them on the shoulder and say hey could you take a picture of us and they'll pretty much take a picture of, of you in all these different locations.
1: Yeah, so another great service it's 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 called Memory Maker. Uh, it costs one hundred and sixty nine dollars as long as you add it at least three days before you go. But that service basically gives you unlimited photos and videos for your entire trip. Now what 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 you're talking about is that a lot of the parks or all the parks have photographers that are strategically located throughout the parks um, and you could take as many photos as you want. Uh, The beauty of the service, then there's a lot of pluses. The main plus I always tell people is, you know, when you go somewhere, someone's got to take the picture. So somebody's not in the photo. Well, with PhotoPass, which is part of their memory maker, you know, someone at Disney's taking the photo for you. So everyone's in every picture. Um, You know, there's no more of, you know, um, you know, at least in my family, my wife was always taking the pictures and we would come back and she's like, there's no pictures of me. So there's no, so we, they've kind of eliminated that fighting amongst families. They also do a lot of cool, a lot of cool things. If you, if you do happen to take a photo with someone that's located within the park, not, not on the rides, they do this thing called um, a magic shot where they'll have you pose a certain way or, you know, tell the kids hold your hands out or, or point up or point down. And then when the photo gets developed, there'll be a character in there with you. Um, sometimes a video type of a thing. Uh, and then even better is, there's so many rides and attractions that actually take photos and even videos of you while you're on the rides without you even knowing it. And everything automatically links to your memory maker through your magic band, which is another great perk of, of staying at a Disney hotel is they give you this bracelet called a magic band, which serves many, many purposes. It's your, your room ticket, your park, uh, your, your room key, your park ticket, your charge card, dining plan, memory maker, um, a couple other things. But The beauty of it is I always tell people when you go to the park, you wear your magic band and you bring your cell phone. You don't need anything else. You don't need your wallet. You don't need your camera. Uh, obviously, no keys, raincoat, <laughs> right? Raincoat or poncho, right? It's not yeah. gonna, it's not gonna cover you for that. But uh, no, especially if you go
0: on like uh, those water
1: rides, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but you know, the beauty of of the magic band is that's what that's what Memory Maker is using to basically know who you are and to link it to your account. So when you come home from your trip and you go and link to your Memory Maker account with all these photos and videos, all the sudden you'll see a video of you on Seven Doors Mine Train or the Tower of Terror uh, or photos from, you know, Splash Mountain or Pirate of the Caribbean that you didn't even realize that they were taking because you were on the ride and you weren't really, you know, expecting a picture to be taken. But, you know, it's definitely a good value. Um, I always recommend it to people unless you're going to go for like one day. It's probably expensive to do. But if you're going for multiple days, it's a no brainer. Uh, moms love it. I mean, most families love it, but moms especially, just because you know they want all these pictures, and you don't have to worry about you know all these pictures getting taken because people are doing it for you. Um, the other great perk is if you are going with like a group of people, you just need to buy it once, and you could link everyone to your to your um, My Disney ah. Experience account. So it's it's also you know a decent uh, a good value a good value. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 there's there's a lot of good perks to it. Um, I've never had anyone get it that wasn't kind of blown away. And also blown away that, you know, you go to the parks for, you know, four or five days. I mean, you guys went for over a week. But, I mean, whenever we go for four or five days, I mean, we probably have four to five hundred photos and videos on there. It's really amazing. Oh, yeah, we squeezed
0: it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we were shameless about being in every in every picture possible. Right.
1: And, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm a value person. So I'm like, oh, it's, <laughs> you know, it's eight cents a photo or, or, you know, whatever it works out to be.
0: And, so. and, and if you buy, I don't want to sound like the commercial for Disney here. But if you buy the DVD, you know, uh, download so to speak, I mean, you can download everything for free, but they also say, hey, if you want us to just download everything onto a DVD, we'll mail it to you for like, I don't know, it was like 30 bucks or something like that. Right. But what they threw on top of that were all these great stock photos, just scene shots of, you know, night, day, fireworks, characters, parades, and all this other stuff. And so it kind of makes a nice little add on to all the photos. So if you if you have 4 or 500 photos and then they add i don't know 100
1: or, or so of their own photos yep. you really get an incredible photo array yeah no it's know? they they again they they really think of everything when you think that they haven't and then they do stuff like that uh, yeah so yeah and then when you get back from your trip um, you know at as you said, you could you could purchase that DVD, but they give you 30 days to basically go into your account and download it to any computer you want. And one and 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 when you're doing that, they give you all sorts of things. You know, you can make borders, you could add characters to things, um, and then you do whatever you want with them. You could go to you know Shutterfly or whatever you know photography site that you like and print them out. So you know, it, it, all they're basically doing is charging you for the service, and then you decide how you wanna you know what you want to do with the pictures and and how you want to develop them.
0: You know how at the end of the year there's always like the holiday. Card or whatever. Yeah. See, it's great for that because you take oh, you hun- take your you take your picture absolutely, and then and then you know let's say you you go before I don't know before somewhere between January and October, so in those like you know ten months you've got your picture. So when it comes time to do the you know the end of the year card, Happy New Year thing, you can just take one of the, the one photo that the you know the family's in and that and then you're done. <laughs>
1: uh, those I can't I probably at least three or four times those have been our holiday cards. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Right. right. So you walk through the main entrance and you go. Now, what's in the castle?
1: The castle actually has um, a couple of things. It has the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique, which is the salon that they dress the girls up like princesses. Right next to it is Cinderella's Royal Table, which is one of the princess character meals. Um, And that's really it in the castle. There's actually a room that's on the top of the castle that... Occasionally, they let um, some some family stay in. It It gets used a lot for like the Make a Wish Foundation. Ah, okay. uh, really, really, really nice stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I mean, when you walk through, that's 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 really all that's there. Um, is is it is the boutique and that and then the restaurant?
0: All right, let, let me talk you about the the Bibby boutique. I saw they they really pamper you. It's like really, you know, hair and they they they, they they really do nails, hair, they make up, nail, makeup, you know, because I've seen. Um, you know these these little people coming out, and they look elegant yep. and dressed, and they they give them a little bag of stuff with combs and shampoo,
1: and, yep. and, and 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 tie it to the memory maker. When you get memory maker, if you book Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, I mean they will tell you alone that when you're in when when you're in that salon, they'll take it. I think. It's like 60 to 70 pictures just when you're there. So that alone makes Memory Maker just an incredible value just because, you know, you have – of course, you want to take pictures of your your daughter, you know. And they actually do stuff for the boys too. They dress them up as knights and stuff, but it's obviously more popular for the girls. Um, So on that aspect, it's great as well. Um, Yeah. Now, what's
0: very interesting is just speaking of the photography – if you give the photographer your cell phone or your you know your 35 oh, yeah. millimeter, they they will be happy to Absolutely. use your which is actually a very very nice thing that yeah. you know so it's like hey here's my camera would you take a picture of me with my my phone my cell phone whatever my camera and they'll do that and that actually gives you the benefit of then texting or facebooking or social media all what, the pictures and, and that's a
1: great point yeah i mean it, it it's that's just the type of place it is you know they're not as much as you're you know as, they're not much as, they're not well, <laughs> as much as they're as much as they're nickel and diming you which which they really don't when you're in the park they're not nickel and diming you you know look, they, look, they could are, easily say I'm, I'm sorry I'm not allowed to do that I can only take it with look, the Disney but they'll they'll happily take whatever photo you want or whatever device you have
0: Look, they look they're a for-profit enterprise and, and that's fine yeah. but but they just don't go beyond the limits of you know good commercial business practices yeah. because when you say hey would you take a picture with my cell phone they're like no problem, yeah. and nobody loves hearing anything more than no problem yeah. than someone who's paid for a trip. And, Absolutely, you know. Um, we only have wow. This, the, the, these shows just fly. Um, maybe when we come back, we'll talk about the food in the Magic Kingdom because I know there's all these different places to eat. And we'll, we, we actually, by the way, for all those listening, we're, we have a map here because I need a <laughs> I need a little bit of a cheat sheet. <laughs> so there's a map, and you walk down Main Street, and there's sort of you know there's Frontierland, there's Liberty Square, there's Fantasyland, there's Tomorrowland. I'm going to talk about all that stuff because it is just a real, real fun place. All right, Richard Solomon taking care of business. BestDisneyTrips.com on the web. Eric Paul is our guest. Nobody knows Disney more than him, except for maybe the Disney people on the ground. (laughs) Because, you know, but other than that, you know, plus the good news is I may not be able to call the Disney people, but I can call Eric. (laughs) And you can catch him right here. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, this is The Great Sordini. You're listening to Richard Solomon on 88.1 FM WCWP.
0: We are back. Richard Solomon taking care of business. Richard Solomon with Eric Paul. Now, Eric Paul, bestdisneytrips.com. He is the quintessential expert on all things Disney. And... uh if you want to plan a Disney trip, this is the this is the expert. So, and I say that because I actually really know that to be true. <laughs> I don't need to go on the internet to check that. I actually know that from you know deep inside. All right, so let's talk about the Magic Kingdom. So you walk through Main Street, USA, and there's all these shops and food and stuff, um, and and they have some interesting. Things. They have the train. Yep, the train that is, goes around the park. Yep. So at the beginning, now I noticed that one thing they have is at the beginning they have like a little flag mm-hmm. area, and I noticed that at the end of the day they do a flag lowering ceremony that's actually very very moving and very very patriotic. I think they do it at like five o'clock every day, and it's been a tradition for a long time at uh, the park. Yes, I think that's very cool.
1: And there's actually someone just pointed out. It was actually my brother, and a very interesting fact is that if you look when you walk down Main Street USA, there's all these flags on top of the buildings. And with flags, they have to be – you're right. They have to be lowered at a certain time of the day. The ones that are on top of all the buildings do not get lowered because they're actually all imperfect in some way. Oh, wow. But the one that you're talking about is a perfect American flag. Maybe it's missing a star. The other one's missing a star. But just little kind of facts like that. Just, you know, when you've been to the park – I mean, I've been too many times to – to uh, talk about but you know just little things that you just don't notice and when my brother pointed that out i was like you know i don't even know if i noticed all those flags but not only that and then yeah why why are they not being lowered and that's kind of why i thought that was kind of cool all
0: right so you walk through main street usa and i know there's like what camera stores and food and all this great stuff and then i guess you come to sort of like this the castle mm-hmm.
1: and is the castle sort of the epicenters <laughs> Disney just actually over the last like year year and a half redid that whole area you're talking about it's like they actually call it the hub and what they did was they opened up a lot of space made some viewing areas for parades and fireworks but what it really did was and you know you won't really know this or see this unless you're there is when the traffic is all leaving the park at one time it now kind of flows a lot better than what it used to do um, but yeah so that's kind of the hub right in the middle where Cinderella's Castle is and then around that hub you have all the different lands so as soon as you walk up and the and the castle's in front of you on the right you have Tomorrowland then behind Cinderella's Castle is Fantasyland then keep going and it's Liberty Square then Frontierland and then if you come back towards the hub you hit uh, uh, Adventureland and then you're back right into the middle where is Main Street USA um now let's talk about each
0: one. So let's just let's go to the right. So Tomorrowland, which mm-hmm. I guess on the clock would be three
1: o'clock, right?
0: W- was that basically what was in the World's Fair? Yes,
1: to the exactly. most part. Yeah, yeah. Did did did, did 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 was Disney part of the World's Fair? It was. There's was actually a raw um, an attraction that was in the World's Fair, which is called the Carousel of Progress, which is still there. Um, it's 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 great. It hasn't changed. Uh, my kids still like to do it, uh, which. The thing is, is it's in this moving theater. So picture being in like in like this pizza pie and the theater rotates and each little section is it takes you through man's progress from the turn of the century, pretty much. Because if you listen to what they say during it, Walt Disney was infatuated with the idea of progress and it really shows, you know, how we progressed. The funny thing is it ends probably in what's like the 80s. You know, when, so it's just funny to watch that, that, you know, whenever that was first made, that was sort of like the future. And now we look back on everything that's in that part of it. And it's, you know, it's, it's so long ago.
0: Yeah. I remember sort of like being in Epcot and it was the same thing. They had this, you know, when you're in the whatever you call that thing, the sphere? a Spaceship Earth, yep. Spaceship Earth. And, and you see, like, it goes up to, like, say, like, 1980, and they talk about, like, the invention of the CD, and it's like... Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, they well. actually
1: redid, and now it ends with how they talk... The very end of it, before you start going back down on that ride, is it talks about how a couple of young kids in a garage in Seattle yeah. figured out how to put a computer in, in basically everyone's lap. Um, so... They, you know, it, it, it used to, they, a couple of years ago, redid that ride, and it used to not go that far into, into, into history.
0: Wow. Okay. So,
1: now, what's in Tomorrowland? There's sort of like, there's like a- couple of main things. Uh, the main attraction there that probably most people re- relate to it is Space Mountain, which is one of the most popular roller coasters in all of Disney. Uh, an indoor roller coaster that's in the dark doesn't have any loops but it's got a couple drops and it goes pretty fast but it's pretty iconic Um, most people you know that's one of the main rides that that they want to go to uh, especially young kids it's a 44 inch height restriction so once the kids hit that height that's the one they're kind of going for um still a fan favorite of, of all my kids um it's it's definitely one of the most, as soon as we walk into that park that's one of the ones they want to go to uh it's actually the interesting thing is um it's got two different tracks and uh the amount of times I mean we've gone on it so many times I think the tracks are different and my kids argue as to which one they think is faster or better <laughs> but uh, I definitely think that I definitely do think that they're different um Other attractions there, number one, one of my all-time favorites is they have a a ride called the Tomorrowland Speedway, or or not Speedway, sorry, the Tomorrowland uh, People Mover, which Is basically kind of a cool ride I remember going as a kid And I would always go on that ride first Because it actually takes you on a tour Throughout Tomorrowland So it's almost like a preview of all the things you're going to do It starts out and it takes you through uh, Stitch's Great Escape And then it takes you through Space Mountain It takes you through um, The Carousel of Progress And then the Buzz Lightyear ride And then also even the Monsters in Comedy Show Um, It's a slow moving ride Um we, we still love it. I love to do it first. It, it's also a great ride, and I tell this to a lot of people. It's a ride that typically doesn't really have a long wait. Um, so if you're in that area and maybe the lines are a little crazy or maybe you have some, some people in your family that want to do Space Mountain and some don't and you need to wait, it's a great ride to go on while other people are going on something else. It's also a great ride to go if the lines are just too long on other things and you you know just need a, a break and you know, kids just love rides. That's why I love Disney. I love rides. <laughs> I always make a joke that I could go to to an all-day insurance seminar if it was on a ride, just (laughs) because I love rides. I I just think the concept of being in something that's just moving, it makes things more interesting. Um, And that's kind of why I always love the people mover.
0: I'll have to alert the continuing legal education and continuing accounting education people that
1: maybe they need a reformat. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, yeah, but other attractions. So you have the Tomorrowland Speedway, which I already kind of talked about. That was, that's, that's the that race was the cars.
0: T- was the Tomorrowland Speedway, was that the Goodyear Grand Prix way yep. back when? Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. Yes, because it was called that a long, long time ago. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's part of it. You know, kids still love doing that because that's where else can you drive a car on a track yep. and really feel like you're doing it. It stinks if you're taking young kids and they, and they want to drive because all you're doing is going to the left and right, left and right, and you. Oh, the divider, yeah. Right, <laughs> um, but you know when your kids are a little bit older and you know it, it makes it a little more uh, tolerable, uh, but that's a great ride. Uh, you have the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, which is uh, not—you know—a lot of people get it confused from Toy Story Mania, which is in Hollywood Studios. But that ride is a, a Buzz Lightyear and Zerg, which is the one of the one of Buzz's uh, nemesis from the Toy Story movies. It's a it's a shooting arcade game. You shoot things for points, um, and there's actually, if you look it up on uh, different websites, they'll tell you there are certain targets on that ride that are worth a lot more points
0: right right so you have to be judicious in your execution yeah. of your oh, and, shooting and, and my
1: brother did once and sent me that he got 989,000 or something you know when everyone else is getting 10,000
0: and do you get anything for being the high score no yeah, no okay.
1: when you get off the ride it says if you know based on the 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 at the range that you scored, you're a different. You're a you're you're, you're a ranger. You're a cadet, whatever. So yeah, it, it it's just uh I guess pride and peace of mind. Is there any
0: great food in Tomorrowland to talk about?
1: Yeah, well, Tomorrowland um has a or is couple it more things. like ice cream and things like that? Yeah, well, yeah. no. There's there's actually this this one sort of quick service place. Uh, called the Tomorrowland Terrace, but it's seasonal. It's not open all the time. Um, one of the most popular quick service restaurants is actually in Tomorrowland. It's called Cosmic Rays. Uh, it's a quick service restaurant. It does you know burgers, chicken sandwiches, salads. They have a very big like Fixins bar. Um, it's it's been there for a long time. It's very popular. It's one of the ones we frequent just because it, it like everyone in my family. Uh, there's something that everyone likes. Um, and the food's actually pretty good. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about this before, but I told you, we, we could do endless shows on the dining alone. And the one thing I always tell people is the food in Disney is a lot better than you think it is. Um,
0: yes. Yes, because when you think of amusement parks, you really think of sort of kind of just... Standard fast food, yeah, you know, yeah. and and this really isn't just standard fast food, no. you know. I mean, they have fast food items. Yeah, you but, can definitely but,
1: get your burger and fries, right. and the burgers are good. Yeah, but there's healthy. There's plenty of healthy options. I mean, Disney's also unbelievable with people with allergies or dietary restrictions. I mean, I've sent so many families and so many worried moms, and rightfully so, because their kids have not allergies or what have you. And all of them I mean they're really just blown away by what Disney does for for these people um, because they have a tremendous amount of options if you're going to some of these table service restaurants the chefs actually come out meet you at your table, talk to you, show you what you can eat tell you what what's in what ingredients were used you know really gives them peace of mind um, they, they, they really go above and beyond they really and I always tell people. You know, Disney, I really think Disney kind of sets the standard with that. Um, And the the cruise line does a pretty good job with it, too. But, you know, when you're going to other types of places, resorts and what have you, you know, maybe they'll have a couple of, you know, gluten-free options or whatever it is you're looking for. Disney really, you know, goes out of their way to just accommodate everybody. Um, It's really, really amazing.
0: This is a great segue to the Disney app. Um, You can, and let's talk about this, you know, on your portable phone you can pre-order your food. So let's talk about that. Because that's, that's kind of Let a really me tell you interesting, something, it's, it's this, an interesting
1: concept. <laughs> it is. And I got to tell you, this is definitely one of the hidden gems of Disney right now. The amount of, I mean, I was there, I was actually, I was in Disney about three times in the last five weeks for for oh. various reasons, some for business, some, some for vacation. And, it was definitely a busy time of year because the kids are out of school in Florida. and I mean, it's always busy in Disney, but I mean the lines for these quick service restaurants were out the door. And you go on the app and we literally walked into one of the one place it was a it was a quick service restaurant that we go to in an animal kingdom, and the line was out the door. It had to be 50, sixty people deep just to get to the person that will tell you which register to go to. Wow. And I go on and I, I go on the app and I order my food and you hit a button and it says tell us when you're here and we'll prepare your order and i hit it again and 5 minutes later i'm at the counter there's a separate counter to pick up the food and they hand me my food so i just bypassed 70 80 people just by ordering my food online it's it's it, it's amazing and i i when this catches on i i mean but for anyone that's not using this app for the well not using the mobile ordering feature you're definitely costing yourself a lot of time because it's and you can order it at half an hour 45 minutes in advance because it's a three-step process once you order it they then notify you and say you tell us when you're here and then we'll get your order ready so it's not like you have to worry oh i have to order it five minutes before i get there because it's not going to be hot they're not preparing it until you tell them that that you're there so it's really really amazing um but that's that's a definitely a great feature of the app Um, the, the app also can help you with other things. It's fast passes, other things like that. Just this week, they announced that it now tells you what the wait times are for the buses at the parks and the hotels.
0: Oh, that's critical because you can actually, well, look, if you don't really know when the bus is
1: coming, um, you really, you know, you, you can just stand there. Absolutely. The buses were, you know, they were a big issue for a lot of people because they, Say they run every twenty minutes, which, which is true. But you know, things happen. Sometimes they're full, right? Sometimes <laughs> they're full. You know, they do. There's a lot of people on wheelchairs and motorized scooters. That takes time. And, but yeah, I mean, you could. They yeah.
0: can, and they can only handle so many scooters per bus. Yes. I, I remember hearing that. Like, like, you know, there was there was a, a group, and there was a lot of people like with scooters, and they're like, "We can only take like X of you." I forgot right. what it, I don't know. If it was six or nine, whatever it was. So you have to factor that in.
1: Yeah, yeah. But all these things that take time, but you know, you could run to a bus stop and you might have just missed a bus and you don't and you don't know. So you could be standing there for 20 minutes. Now it, it i mean it it it's been a lot better because now at the bus stops they have these flat screen televisions that tell you you know if it's 1 p.m. it'll say the next bus to the magic kingdom is coming at 106 or whatever it is so you'll know whether you just missed one or if one's on the way and it updates if it's if it's late it'll change it to 107 or whatever it is but now it's on your phone so now when you're in your room or you're in the park and you could tell you know you could see when when a bus is going to be coming and plan it accordingly so that, yeah, you can, you know, try to limit, limit your wait times.
0: One thing I remember that was, uh, an important point that you told us is that you can, uh, there are local supermarkets that will deliver to your hotel room. And for example, you know, we got like a couple of cases of water, right? And then we brought water with us because it was just so much more affordable to do it that way than to waste all your meal plans on water and things like that.
1: Yeah, you know, and the other amazing thing about Disney, and we talk about, you know, when we when we talked about how like you know the photographer will take your photo, and how I say they don't really nickel and dime you. Th- you can bring in pretty much anything you want to the park. It's a it's a big question I get from a lot of people. The only things you can't bring in are glass bottles, hard coolers, right? Well, that makes sense. Yeah, and and weapons, which of course is should be you know pretty self explanatory, <laughs> but. You want to, I mean, you, yeah, you don't have to waste your money on water and drinks and snacks and whatever. They encourage you to bring it. They, you know, a lot of people aren't aware of it and they think that they can't because, you know, you're used to going to, I mean, you go to a stadium, you can't even, I mean, you could barely bring your cell phone to a stadium now. It's
0: Right. And, and like, like, it's like sports arenas. Yeah.
1: Right. You can't even, like, maybe a couple places allow you water. Right. But it's got to be sealed. It's got to be all the way full to the top. Yeah. You know. And now, a lot of, you know, they also, if, and you if you see a lot, a lot of things online that, you know, a lot of these quick service restaurants, they'll give you a cup of ice water for free. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we bring, you know, especially when we're going at hotter times of the year, I'll bring the sports bottles that my kids play sports with. Because pretty much every park has at least one quick service restaurant that has a self-service beverage location and i'll take these you know big you know squirt bottles and i'll fill it up with ice and water and walk around with those rather than it's a lot easier than spending 325 every five minutes because your kid needs a sip of water
0: right now i guess we should talk boy time flies (laughs) on a show like this because we only have like another minute here um we should probably talk a little bit about the meal plans okay um, let's start that, and I'll just tell you when we're running out of time. But what are the different meal plan options?
1: So there's there's three main ones. There, there, there's a quick service only plan. There's a standard plan, and there's a deluxe plan. Most people will get the standard plan. What that entitles you to is it comes with... Uh, one quick service meal, one table service meal, and two snacks per person per night. That's a big factor about the dining plan is it goes by the number of nights. It doesn't go by the number of days because what Disney is 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 doing is they're assuming that when you start, you're starting at lunch and you're going to leave basically after breakfast on, on the day that you leave. And we could, we could talk about more than that after the break.
0: All right. So uh, Richard Solomon here with Eric Pohl. Best DisneyTrips.com. You need to go to this website and you need to look at the contact us button because no one will plan a better trip. I mean, really, uh the, the trip that he puts together is really custom made for your particular group. So this is Richard Solomon, this is taking care of business, bestdisney trips.com. We'll be right back. And as always, thank you for listening. This show is just flying in time. Hey, this is Jeff Matson of Dark Star Orchestra, and you're listening to Richard Solomon on WCWP 88.1 FM. Welcome back. Richard Solomon and Eric Paul, bestdisneytrips.com. All right, we're going to have to do the lightning round on the rest of Disneyland because 18 minutes per segment is really not sufficient. I mean, we could probably just start at 8 in the morning (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and just do continuous broadcasting about, you know, uh, the whole Disney experience. So let's talk about Fantasyland. Okay. All right. Uh, What's in Fantasyland? Let's talk about the rides, the food, and all that other good stuff.
1: So main attraction in Fantasyland now is called the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which is the newest ride in all of Disney. Um, It's also got all the iconic rides, Small World, Dumbo, Peter Pan, um, the carousel in the middle. It's got a couple of uh, the, the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, uh, Philhar Magic, which is a four D movie, which is really really cool. A lot of some a lot of people either don't remember it or don't know it, but it's definitely one you want to hit when you're there. Um, and then it's got a couple of new attractions. They actually did an expansion of Fantasyland a couple of years ago, which is when they built the Seven Doors Mine Train. They added Enchanted Tales with Belle, which is a very cool attraction. It's actually a walkthrough experience where you walk through, you know, Belle's house and then they, the Beast comes out and Belle comes out and they actually take you in groups of like 25, 30 people and they take the kids out of the out of the audience and they give everyone a part and they reenact the story of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, there's also a Little Mermaid ride there's um, the Goofy Barnstormer, which is like a, a younger kid roller coaster. Uh, and, and they actually, if anyone hasn't been there in a while, they actually took the Dumbo ride and moved it to a different location. And now they have two separate Dumbo rides um, with a play area in the middle. In fact, when we go, my kids like the play area better than the Dumbo ride. And so they actually did it so that you don't have to, instead of waiting online, your kids can play in this like indoor playground. Well, my kids like to tell them we're not going on the ride we're just going on the indoor playground but you know that's uh
0: i know that ariel and her grotto is a great photo op um the small world Mm -hmm. wasn't that the world's fair yeah yes so so you know if you were in the world if you were at the world's fair you could relive that yeah that's kind of a it's kind of like a cool ride yeah it's it's very
1: historic historic. it's iconic you know it's 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 been there forever. Uh, the only change they've really made to it is now at the end. Another cool thing about your Magic Band is it actually at the very end it says goodbye in different languages. And now it'll it won't do this for everyone, but it'll hit one person's Magic Band that'll actually say you know goodbye, Eric or whoever they're hitting oh, wow. uh, as you leave. Yeah, so it's kind of cool.
0: Goodbye, Mr. Bond. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or aloha, or whichever, whichever adios, whichever whichever language they're doing that day.
0: Now, I, I, I know that Mickey's Filler Magic was kind of fun. Yep. Uh, Peter Pan's Flight was a, was a favorite, uh, at least for the smaller people. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: and Peter Pan's Flight's been there forever. It hasn't changed. It's actually one of the busiest rides for whatever reason. Um, it just, I think it takes a little bit. A little bit of time to load it, but that's always, you know, whenever we're doing fast passes for people, you know, there's like Seven Doors Mine Train and that park's always number one. Peter Pan's up there because within the first 45 minutes of the park being open, it's going to be at least an hour wait just wow. for whatever reason. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of cool. I mean, it hasn't changed. It takes you like you're flying in a... In a in a sailboat over, you know, the story of Peter Pan and Wendy and everyone from that story. Um, but it, but if you've ever been on it, it's it, it, it's exactly the same. It hasn't changed.
0: All right. Now the Be Our Guest restaurant. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that.
1: Be Our Guest restaurant was was another new part of the land the Fantasyland uh, expansion. Very very cool restaurant. Um, it's kind of unique. It's quick service for breakfast and lunch, and it's table service for dinner. Uh, it's also, you can't get in unless you have a reservation. It's the only quick service restaurant in all of Disney that takes a reservation and you need a reservation in order to get in. That's not to say that, I mean, lunch, you have a very hard time getting in if you don't have a reservation. Sometimes for breakfast, maybe people are canceling and you can kind of talk your way into it. Um, but even, you know, any breakfast, lunch, dinner, they're all kind of hard to get. Um, but at dinner they have the beast that walks around but it's but it's a very, very cool experience. The food there is, is actually really really good. Um, I wish they had a little bit more of a variety for kids. It tends to be like healthier items, you know. So if your kids only eat, you know, che- you know hamburgers and chicken fingers and that kind of thing, which most of my kids only eat, uh, sometimes you have a hard time. I think they have a grilled cheese, which that sort of, you know, accommodated my kids uh, o- like over the years. But the but the other food there, especially for adults, is really really good. It's definitely one of the better food quality quick service restaurants in all of Disney um and as I said it's uh I mean it's 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 the Beast Castle there's all these different rooms there's, there's a room that has the rose and you know it like goes dark every few seconds with lightning and things happen on the on the paintings and stuff and you know and, and there's two other uh, you know two other rooms basically all, all from the movie so it's definitely a cool experience if you've never done it I definitely recommend at least trying to go there for lunch if not for breakfast um And it's a very good value on the dining plan because the food there is definitely more expensive from a quick service standpoint. But if you're on the dining plan, a quick service credit is a quick service credit. So it doesn't cost you any more.
0: And it's kind of very majestic. You know, long, dark tables, big ceilings, you know, the library. Yep. And, uh, you know, the beast looks very, you know, very serious. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know. All right.
1: Liberty Square.
0: Yep. There's the Hall of Presidents, Haunted Mansion.
1: Yep. That's, that's pretty much everything there, you know, other than they have, like, the boat that goes to, like, Tom Sawyer Island over there and the Country Bear Jamboree, which is pretty much Frontierland, but it's kind of right on the border. But, yeah, the Hall of Presidents and Haunted Mansion are really the two main attractions there. Uh, they closed the Hall of Presidents for a while last year because they added President Trump, who now speaks in it. Um, do they use his real voice or do they
0: have somebody, yeah?
1: yeah? No, it's it I, sounds like his real voice. Because I know like Abe Lincoln had a like fake. <laughs> right, well, I, I would think so, right? I would, I, I, I would hope so. Um, I mean, ha- and Haunted Mansion's right there, as you said, still one of my favorites. Um, and I always kind of tell people, it's definitely not, like a scary scary ride it's just really really cool I mean it's definitely the best haunted house you'll ever go in Um, you know and you would expect that from Disney but just really really cool experience you know still do the iconic thing at the end where they superimpose you know one of the ghosts riding in the car with you at the very end which they've done for you know a long time Uh, I still get a kick out of it yeah
0: it's a very cool special effect yeah um, in terms of food, there yep.
1: is there's Columbia Harbor House right there, um, quick service restaurant. It does a lot of like you know fried fish and different type of seafood items. There's other things, but that's really the main fare there.
0: Isn't there like um, like a fruit market or something?
1: Yeah, right right outside there. It's it's like an outdoor thing. It has yeah it has fresh fruit and drinks and stuff like that.
0: One thing I kind of felt about Disney is that there weren't enough places to get sort of like a banana or an apple. Because sometimes you want just that kind of a snack as opposed to like a like, you know, like a candy
1: bar or something. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, uh, you know, in in all the parks, there's definitely a couple of places that will have that.
0: Right, but it's not ubiquitous. That's my point. Yeah, so yeah. Like, you have to go to, yeah. to, the, to the, the oasis of healthy gotcha. food. Gotcha, <laughs> yes, yep. So, yeah, but I remember, I remember going to Liberty
1: Square for that. All right. right, Frontierland. Frontierland is, you know, it's got Country Bear Jamboree, as we kind of said, but the two main attractions there are Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain. Uh, Both, you know, iconic rides. When people go, those are two of the main things they want to do. Also, great rides to fast pass back-to-back because they're right next to each other. Um, I personally think, and again, I'm a value person. I think Splash Mountain is the best value ride out there. It's like a 10-minute ride. It's, you know, when you go on a lot of these rides and sometimes you wait on a line and, you know, the ride's over in 30 seconds and you're like, I waited for that. I mean, when you can go on a ride like Splash Mountain that has... Four pretty good drops and then one really big drop and, you know, it takes nine to 11 minutes to finish the ride. I think that's good value.
0: Speaking of value, does it pay to have a little poncho or rain gear? Of course. (laughs) Okay, because all I remember is seeing some
1: people getting just soaked. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, Splash Mountain doesn't get you, I mean, I've been on a lot. I, I can't say that I've ever gotten soaked on it. I think i get maybe splashed in my face a little bit and maybe you know my shorts get you know a little cut tie- kind of splashes i mean there are water rides in other parks where i mean you literally looks like you you showered with your clothes on splash mountain's not one of those but yeah i mean tons of people will wear ponchos because they think they're going to get drenched i mean you definitely get wet but nothing you know where you have to like go change into a different outfit um and you know depending on the time of year i mean it's hot there a lot and most people want that anyway Um, But, yeah, it's 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 a great ride. But, yes, definitely bring ponchos with you. Disney will happily sell you anything you want, but it's a lot cheaper to bring it rather than buy it there.
0: Now, I noticed here Splash Mountain, 40 inches. Yep. Thunder Mountain, 40 inches. Yep. So uh, it's kind of cool that at least they give you the warning on the map ahead of time.
1: Yeah, you know, Disney's a pretty, you know, we always, I always tell clients, you know, one of the first questions we ask is when they're, we're talking about kids, how tall are your kids? And I always tell people 40 inches is really the magic number. 40 inches gets you on mostly everything. There's always going to be a couple things. So when you're in Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain's 44 inches. That's, that, that's it. Everything else is... Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain that are 40 Seven Doors Mine Train that's 38 inches I mean so if you're 40 inches you're going on everything other than Space Mountain um, you know we, we could when we do Shows about the other parks we can hit those, but f- again, forty inches gets you on mostly everything. Now, if people are interested, I'm going to be doing a side
0: business on putting lifts and shoes <laughs> to make children taller.
1: <laughs> Don't laugh. My my son once was trying to get on a ride that was forty eight inches, and he was literally forty seven and a quarter. And we took a, a pair of socks and I folded it over and put it underneath his heel in his sneaker. And when he measured, he was forty eight inches. But think about it, because a lot of kids they try and go on their tippy toes, and all I told my son was just stand normal, because he was already being lifted up without, Give him a lift. yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and his shoes were on the ground, and he got on. Uh, look, it's not going to work for you know if you're if you're two or three inches shorter, but if you need that if, half inch, If it'll you work. just need that little extra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, see, that, if anything, you know, we should hook up with an orthotics company, <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. <laughs> to say, hey, if you need to make the cut, you know, here you go. All right, Adventureland. So Adventureland has a couple of, you know, iconic rides, Pirates of the Caribbean. For some reason, to me, Pirates of the Caribbean is most Disney of everything. It has nothing to do with Jack Sparrow or even that movie. I just, when I think of Disney, when I think of Magic Kingdom, I think of Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know why. I just, I've always loved that ride. I love being in that boat, in that whole experience. There's just something about it to me that always brought me back. You know, Again, I would go on as a kid and everything. Um, so Pirates of the Caribbean's there. The Jungle Cruise is there. The Magic Carpens of Aladdin, which is basically the same ride as Dumbo, but with Aladdin. Um, but when you want to talk food, Adventureland is where my favorite thing of all is, which is a Dole Whip, which is a pineapple ice cream float um, that's very popular in Disney. They sell hats. They sell shirts. If you ever go online, and I mean, people talk about it. It's a very, very popular... Uh, snack item and uh, it's 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 really good I mean Disney's now making cupcakes out of it uh, they have it in some of the hotels it's just and it's the main part is it's in what's called Aloha Isle which is one of the you know snack stands there in uh, Adventureland and the other thing I always tell people it's like a $6 item and when you're on the dining plan it counts as a snack so you can use a snack for a $3 bottle of water or you could use it for a $6 Dole Whip good value
0: right so you have to you know, you have to really squeeze your value Absolutely. where you can find it. That's why you need to talk to Eric about <laughs> you know all these things. All right, so uh, in Main Street USA, I remember there was a um, a buffet. Yep. With was it Winnie the Pooh? Winnie yep. the, yeah, it was it's called Winnie Crystal the Pooh. Palace. Yeah, Eeyore and, yep. and Crystal Palace. T- it, it, it actually Tigger went up to me and went. Pfft. <laughs> <laughs> I yep, was, that's another, which is
1: hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's a character meal that's right in the middle of the park, kind of set up right. Uh, it's set off kind of right next to where the entrance to Adventureland is. Um, yeah, it's a it's it's a Winnie the Pooh and Friends character meal. Uh, they do they do lunch, they do dinner, uh, they do breakfast. You know, another great perk, and well, not really so much in the Magic Kingdom anymore is pretty much every park has at least one character meal and if the park opens at 9 and you can make a breakfast reservation at 8 well you're not getting on rides any quicker but if you're already in the park and you're already through security and already through the crowds and then you finish you know, you finish breakfast and like by 9am or a little before the park opens and you're ready to go and you're just that far ahead of everyone so we always try and make breakfast reservations for people you know when I said in the beginning of the show how now they do the, the stage show right by Cinderella's Castle well that sort of eliminated that whole advantage because now everybody's kind of getting to that point Um, but you know it's a it's also a very good way to not waste time when you're in Disney because you know you want to maximize your ride time and the earlier in the day you're definitely going to do more things and to you know we don't recommend to people to to sit for meals in those first few hours just because that's you know probably your peak riding time as opposed to you know other specific times probably later on in the day um, but you know, sometimes people want to, and that's fine. We'll structure it however they want, but, uh, it's definitely a good advantage in a lot of the parks to get in there early.
0: Let's talk about it because we only have four minutes. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, the whole thing is sort of like just flying. Okay. There's, there's parades and fireworks. Yep. Let's talk about that.
1: So festival of fantasy parade, uh, pretty much every day at three, sometimes depending on the time of the year, it'll change. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three 30. Uh, very, very cool parade. It starts in uh, Frontierland, goes through Liberty Square, makes a right right by the castle, and then shoots down Main Street, USA. Um, and the, the the good thing with all the parades and all the fireworks is they do them every day now in every park. So whereas it used to be... well. For the most part, you know, depending if, you know, sometimes, especially in Magic Kingdom, when they have the Christmas party and stuff like that, the park closes early, but then they're doing different parades and different fireworks and stuff. But predominantly now, we don't have to worry about scheduling someone to go to a specific park on a specific day to see a certain parade or a show, because everything's every day. So you have that always in the middle of the day. Um... They used to have what was called the Electrical Parade. I remember the Electrical Parade, yeah. Which they had until about, I think, maybe like a year and a half ago. They actually moved that to Disneyland. Um, So they don't have it at Magic Kingdom in Disney World anymore, but they do now have their nighttime fireworks, which is called Happily Ever After. Very, very cool show. It's got some fireworks. They do a lot of projections on the castle. Um, It. They, it you know it, it it encompasses a lot of you know the iconic Disney movies and some of the newer ones you know frozen's obviously huge you know think and things like that um and that again is every it is every single night. Uh, there's also, you know, if you're in certain restaurants, you know, like if, if you're in Ohana, which is my favorite restaurant in the Polynesian during like the fireworks, you know, even though you can't see the projections on the on the on the castle, you can still see the fireworks and they'll actually pipe the music in during during dinner. So, you know, there's some strategic ways to kind of see things also while enjoying food. Um, but, you know. Their their fireworks and all their shows are really incredible. I mean, they obviously spare no expense, and you know they make continue to make changes to them. They add new ones, um, but as I said, they're they've done a really good job of at least making them every single night, so that you don't have to kind of guess anymore.
0: Well, it was kind of cool. It, you feel like you're almost in Times Square on New Year's Eve, right, Except exactly. without the freezing cold, right? And exactly. The rain, and all the it's other, a, it's a, it's, you know, the it's nastiness.
1: A, <laughs> it's definitely a lot warmer, and weather. <laughs> the weather's a lot better. Absolutely.
0: You know, uh, what's interesting is. So you have all these people and all these children, everybody just packed. I mean, it's just yep. packed down yep. the street. What's the strategy on
1: uh, where to stand or where to be? And how early do you need to get there? Yeah, well, you know, it's. It, I think that's kind of personal preference. Um, you know, as I said, they kind of redesigned that whole hub and now they have strategic viewing areas that you could fast pass. Those are obviously really cool. Um, I, I don't think... The, the parade's different. You know, the parade, you definitely want to get a spot at least at least 30 minutes before if you want to find something in the shade, you know, maybe 20 minutes before just, just, just to get a spot. But the fireworks, I mean, you're just kind of looking up. You can kind of see it from everywhere. And as you said, it's packed. So there's going to be a lot of people. And then when it ends, they turn all the lights on and everyone kind of funnels out the park.
0: All right. Um, well, so. speaking of when the lights and everybody funnels out of the park, we're <laughs> funneling out of the station. So thank you for listening. Uh, we'll have to have you come back. Um, Thanks so much, Richard. Th- Pleasure to be here. BestDisneyTrips.com, Eric Paul. No one knows it better. We'll see you next week.